the Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, Giants, Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And I'm your host, Don. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Rangers getting crushed by the Penguins 7-2 in Game 4 of the series. The Rangers' season is now on the brink. Let's go ahead and get started. This is another tough podcast to record. Monday night, the Rangers were absolutely destroyed by the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh, 7-2. This was a critical game for the series that had the Rangers won, they could have knotted it up at 2-2, and a game obviously that the Rangers really needed to win, and one that they ended up coming out and laying one of the biggest friggin' eggs you will ever see. And if you watch this, you could use whatever word you want. Disastrous, embarrassing, awful listless, pathetic. There's no word too bad now to describe how the Rangers play, particularly defensively, but overall in this critical game four. That's how bad this game was. Ryan Lindgren was still out of the lineup, unfortunately, for the Rangers, and that meant we had to endure another night of friggin' Nemeth on defense, and that spelled disaster again. You know, while the Rangers have gone through this terrible defensive a part of their series, I'm, I'm noting that Lindgren has not been in for any of it. And I'm not saying that if Lindgren had played that the Rangers would have been so much better defensively, but it does correlate with a fair amount of the poor defensive play at this point. And not that Lindgren had played particularly well when he was in the series here, but still Lindgren is a good defensive defenseman and the Rangers defense is an utter disaster at this point. So it certainly couldn't have hurt. Other changes for this game for Brzezinski was put into the lineup um, by Gallant in place of Ryan in place of Hunt. And I think that was a good move, in my opinion, as it added some more speed to the fourth line. It ended up not really helping at all anyway. So two minutes into the game, it started well for the Rangers, believe it or not. Lafreniere ripped a wrist shot past the Pittsburgh goalie to put the Rangers up one nothing. It was a nice goal. It was off a very hardworking shift from the kid line. Uh, they kept Pittsburgh in their end zone for a long time. They made them turn the puck over a few times. And then Schneider fed Laffey, who buried it. Um, at that time, honestly, in my mind, I thought it was a very important goal for the Rangers, you know, to get their mindset in a place where they were not playing to lose. But in the end, it didn't matter because the Rangers early in the game continued to lose face-off after face-off after face-off in their own defensive zone. It has been a problem all friggin' year, and it has been a continual problem during the series. And this issue lasted all game long again, and it's absolutely killing the friggin' Rangers. Before the series... When I listed the keys to the series on my podcast, I listed face-offs as the number one thing the Rangers had to do well on, right? And they have been about as bad as any friggin' team could possibly be on face-offs. Just astoundingly bad. Um, we're one worse than the next. Even Joe, Michelin, the, the MSG commenter, finally caught on and started talking about face-offs now, about three games too late to be discussing it. But it's been a continual problem. And as Joe had said on the broadcast, they're losing them cleanly. And it's another thing I've been talking about where if you cannot win face-offs, at least get in the middle, 
make it hard for them to win a clean one, make them make two or three more passes before they can get a shot off. But every friggin' defensive zone faceoff for the Rangers, they lose a clean draw. It's back to the point, a shot or one pass and a shot, and it's killing the Rangers. It is just, it's crippling. It's crippling when your team cannot win faceoffs, particularly in the offensive and defensive zones. And any person who points out stats on the year or stats in the playoffs, hey, it's 50%, it's 48%, it's whatever, they're not watching the game because center zone faceoffs don't count. I don't care about any faceoffs that are in between the blue lines. Offensive zone and defensive zone faceoffs are the ones that matter. And those are the ones the Rangers suck balls on. And they've needed to get better on that forever, forever. I mean, for as long as I can friggin' remember as a Ranger fan, they have been awful, awful on on, on face-offs. And, you know, if Joe finally mentions it on the broadcast, apparently it's now becoming apparent to other people. So that's that's good. My other old friend, friggin' Nemeth. Oh, my God. Took another goddamn penalty with nine minutes left in the first period and the Rangers playing well. So, right, so the Rangers were up one nothing. They had momentum. The kid line was rushing. They had offensive zone pressure. And friggin' Nemeth takes a high-sticking penalty. Nemeth is... He's the bane of my friggin' existence at this point. Uh, Gallant, if you're listening, and I know you're not, you're an absolute moron if you continue to play Nemeth. I cannot stand him. I don't care who you play. You cannot play Nemeth. He's too slow. He's too awful. He has bad skating ability. He can't shoot. He's just a terrible player. He's awful, and you have to stop playing him. He's killing us. Again, we had the momentum in this game early. I know it was early, but it changed it all. And sure enough, Penguins scored a fucking power play goal on the goal on the penalty that Nemeth took. Uh, and yet again, by the way, there was another video review that went against the Rangers. You know, if you're counting, you know, there's been three video reviews. Pittsburgh has won three of them. The Rangers have won zero of them. The first one was in the first game where the Rangers pretty much could have won in regulation instead of losing in triple overtime because they took a goal away from us with two minutes left that was just utter horseshit. And then there were two other instances, including this one, where the Penguins, um, it was ruled no goal, and then video replay overturned it to a goal. So it's just, I don't know. In addition to the Rangers playing poorly, which they just played dreadfully this game, they're continuing to get bad puck luck, tough refereeing, Replay overturns, everything is going against the Rangers, but it all starts with their bad defense. Shesterkin getting pressured with rebounds. There have been so many of these controversial and sort of dirty goals, right? You know, but the playoffs are about that. Let's face it here, guys. If you're the Rangers, you want to create the traffic that Pittsburgh is creating, and you're not doing it. You have to storm the net harder than the Rangers are doing right now. Ray Pittsburgh gets across the blue line. They put a guy in front of Shesterka, and they shoot. And maybe you get a goal off of some guy's ass. Maybe there's a deflection. Maybe you, you hit off a skate. Whatever it is, that's the way goals are scored in the playoffs. That's the way Pittsburgh is scoring lots of goals. And that's not how the Rangers are scoring. They're still, they still think it's the middle of the regular season. It's November where they can, you know, come in and do spins and between the legs and hesitation, 50 foot wide passes. And they're not playing the type of offensive playoff hockey that they need to. And defensively, they're just an utter and complete disaster at this point. Crosby. 
then tripped up Zibanejad two times in less than 30 seconds. But on the second one, the refs actually called it and gave the Rangers a power play with about four minutes left in the first period. The game was tied at one at that point. Um, on that power play, by the way, a slap shot from Mika hit Kreider up high. It was really a dangerous looking thing. And Kreider exited immediately. It looked like it hit him, you know, I don't know, in the collarbone or the jaw or the face. I don't know. It looked really bad. But, um, it was a bad sign at that time. The power play failed, unfortunately. What has become a disturbing trend for the Rangers as the series progresses? The Rangers scored on their first two power plays of the series and then have not scored a friggin' power play goal since that. And it's been just disturbing and unfortunate for the Rangers. The Rangers passed up way too many shots. Again, shoot the puck Rangers. It ended 1-1 the first period, but it felt like at that point the Rangers were losing. They they continued to feel like or seem like the slower team and the more tentative team. And and you cannot be that way in playoff hockey. You cannot play that way. You have to play with confidence, with speed, and you have to play hard, right? You have to be hard on the puck and you have to dump the puck and you have to make strong, quick, quick passes. The second period started and Kreider was actually back on the ice, believe it or not, which was shocking to me. I could not believe that he was back. I thought for sure he was going to be out of the playoffs for good. Um, it looked like it could have been a disastrous injury. I haven't read about it. I'm recording this right after the game, but um, it, looked, it looked dangerous at the time. So hopefully he can continue to play. It's not going to matter because this series is done. The Penguins then scored two goals in 24 seconds in the second period to take a 3-1 lead. It just It was just like lightning struck twice. Poor defensive coverage and tentative play again killed the Rangers. I don't know what to say at this point about the Rangers play in their defensive zone. It's an unmitigated disaster. I don't understand what's happening. Again, it's not all correlated to, to Lingren not playing, but Jesus Christ, they look like an amateur team with, with the pairs all messed up. I, I don't understand. Pittsburgh's fourth line then scored a goal after that to make it 4-1. Their fourth friggin' line. Are you kidding me? Fox did make it 4-2, and, and there was the slightest bit of life in the Rangers, and the period was going on and on, and it kind of felt like there was a chance. The Rangers were playing fairly well. Um, it was only 4-2 at that point. The Rangers had a little momentum, but then at the end of the friggin' period, Pittsburgh scored two more goals. Courtesy of more terrible, terrible defense and courtesy of face-off loss after face-off loss. Pittsburgh scored five friggin' goals in this game in the second period. It was the worst period the Rangers could play. Igor couldn't stop them. The defense was invisible. In addition to the disgusting defensive play. Five of the six goals were friggin' deflected on this night. Five deflected goals. I do realize, and it's important to note, that bad play leads to bad puck luck because, you know, you kind of make your own luck sometimes. But five, five deflected goals? I mean, the Rangers were asleep in their defensive zone. Um, They were I don't know. They were just paralyzed. Looking around, they were slow. They were indecisive. They were friggin' weak. A step slow at all times. Again, again. And you think, this is how they felt in, in major parts of the last game, which was much closer. When they got down big, they came back to tie it up and lost it late. But 
you would think after that game, you say, oh, geez, man, we, we were so indecisive. We were so weak and, and tentative. We got to play with authority and make quick, quick, quick decisions. And this game was worse than the last. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it is that, and I watched parts of it, right? There were some parts where there might be one or two Rangers getting to a puck in open ice with plenty of time. And the next thing you know, it's turned over and, and Pittsburgh is, you know, forechecking and, and moving the puck around. And I'm thinking you had about a second and a half to clear the zone or make a decisive play. And you dicked around with the puck and it got stolen. And it drove me nuts. It's just, ah, it was such a frustrating game. Georgiev replaced Igor for the second game in a row as the third period started. Georgiev replaced Igor for the second game in a row. You could have probably gotten a million to one odds if you bet that in Vegas before the series. That, yeah, Igor Shosturkin would be replaced by Georgiev two straight games. Like, anyone would have bet anyone on, on that. There's no way that would, could have happened. But it did. And, you know, it was partially Igor, you know, not being able to stop much. But mostly it was, again, ridiculous defensive play, some bad puck luck, and five fucking deflections i just it doesn't seem like there's anything that the rangers are going to be able to do here it just seems like you know climate change coming against them right there's just nothing that you can do to to stop on this series they need some kind of sea change in the way they play um in order to to win you know this series from here on out does not seem like it's going to happen now Georgiev played very well in the third period actually but the rangers did not they were atrocious again defensively. And again, they refused to dump the puck and chase. They refused to drive to the net and shoot. And it wasn't a matter of the Rangers couldn't do this or that, right? There was open ice. The Rangers refused to do what they need to do. I am just shocked. And I don't know if it's bad coaching or what, but I'm, I'm just shocked that after the way they played the previous game, they came out and made the same mistakes and only worse this time. Again, and I don't know how that happens. You would have to think that the coaching staff would be driving it home in every Rangers head, right? Make the quick pass, dump the puck, right? Clear the defensive zone, right? And oh my God, win a fucking faceoff for the love of God. But none of that happened. And they were worse than ever in every facet of the game. Then, just to close this out, Keandre Miller gave the puck away two times in a matter of three seconds to Malkin. He had the puck on a stick about 20 feet in front of uh, Georgiev, and Malkin came across and swiped it off a stick, but then it landed in the corner, and Miller quickly retrieved it and then lost it again to Malkin, and two passes later was in the net, and it was 7 friggin' 2. And that's how the game ended, 7-2, with the Rangers looking like a beaten team. The Rangers look like a team that lost any semblance of how to play defense. They look like a team without hope. I mean, it's hard to imagine the Rangers playing any worse than this. I got to tell you, as a lifelong Ranger fan, it was a friggin' embarrassing disaster of an effort that should stick in the brain of some of these young Rangers as they move forward in their careers. Everyone knows that playoff hockey is different than the regular season. But sometimes you need to get your ass whooped like this to actually drive it home in your mind. And certainly the young Rangers 
were not the ones that really played poorly, quite honestly. The kid line played really well, honestly, most of the night. They they had the most offensive zone time of any of the lines. They moved the puck well. They were decisive with the puck. Kako continues to impress me. He continues to play well. It's He's unspoken of here, but... You know, he's really played strong. Lafreniere continued to play pretty well. And Hedl has not been bad. He's he's not been my favorite center for the last couple of years, but he has not been bad. The, the young kids were not the problem, but they're certainly going to remember this. Um, the veterans are the ones. You know, Panarin isn't doing shit. You know, I mean, they're they're putting up his stats. Oh, yeah, two goals and two assists in this. But if you're watching the series, Panarin is, is killing us. He He's not necessarily turning the puck over this game as much as he did, but he is not a north-south player, and his game at this point is not conducive to the playoffs. He needs to adjust himself a little bit and make quicker decisions. And the whole rest of the team and all of the defensive play needs need to change. Their their mentality of looking around when they're and holding the puck while they're looking for someone to pass it to has to change. They have to fix this. It's hard for me to understand having this game come after the previous game. And I've said it a few times now, and it's just um, its kind of a hurtful thing to watch, right? You think it's one thing you want to improve on, and it's something you get really, really, really worse at. And it's tough. It's tough to watch. Um, the, the young Rangers will remember this game for a long time. And while the Rangers still mathematically can win the series, let's face it, this series is over. The Rangers have come back in the past to win when they were down, when they were down three to one in games, but it's the way that they're losing these games that make it seem inconceivable that there'd be some kind of turnaround, right? We've seen the Rangers actually beat Pittsburgh when they were down three one, but you know, that's after they're losing the game two one, they're in the game. Maybe they lose the game three one or or four three or something, but getting blown out and giving up all these goals and just playing atrocious defensively, it's just hard to imagine turning that all around for three consecutive games and coming away with wins in all three, right? If these were all well-played games for the Rangers, then I could see them doing it because they certainly have the talent. But the way the series has proceeded up until now, you can write it down. This series is over, unfortunately. And it's going to be, unless something miraculous happens, it's going to be a disappointing ending to a very good year for the Rangers, one that will leave a bad taste in the mouth of many Ranger fans, including this one. I did not expect the Rangers to win the second series of the playoffs. Um, I expected them to beat Pittsburgh and then to lose to the Hurricanes. I fully expected to lose to that team. If they end up getting swept by the Hurricanes, I probably would not have been that disappointed because I know in my heart that they were not going to beat the Hurricanes. But I fully expected with the season they had and the team they had, that they could have beaten this Pittsburgh team, but they are getting outclassed. And the depth of experience that this Pittsburgh Penguins team has is treading all over these Rangers and showing in every facet of, of the playoffs. And it's, um, it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch. Um, if the Rangers don't pull a rabbit out of their hat with a miraculous comeback in this series, it's going to be a long, hard offseason for the Rangers. And I guess one last thing, too, uh, on that note. The heaps of praise about the team that Drury put together were so high that you, you couldn't see over them. Everyone, praise and Drury left and right, right? Assuming that the Rangers do bow out now, 
How does this Rangers team now seem to be constructed, Drury, considering this playoff performance? People could not say enough good things about Drury, and he's the, you know, management GM of the year and this and that. If this team loses, you know, on Wednesday night and ends up losing 4-1 to in the first round and playing as pathetically as they're playing now, what kind of team did he really put together, right? I mean, this would be a very, really disappointing team, right? Drew is quite proud of himself, and probably rightly so. And now, you know, he might be one game away from being embarrassed to show his face around the city. So we have to hope for at least some kind of strong finish and something to root for. I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends all about it. Like it, if you do, on the Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to. I will be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks, and have a good day.